hope that we have come to understand that we aren't here by accident and that the Lord Jesus Christ is here. And as we look at this final message in John chapter 17, I just would like to suggest to you, brothers and sisters, and I'd like to talk with you about this. I think that perhaps John 17 could well be the most significant chapter in the whole Bible. Oh, there are other ones too. But I think of John 17, and as I studied and prayed over it, I think that this could be well the most significant chapter in your life, in mine. And if we were to memorize a chapter, this would be the, this would be the one to do it because we have Jesus, God's Son, who's here. We have Him praying for us. I thank God for people who pray for me. But to think that the Son of God prayed for you and me, we've got to let that sink into our heart and mind. And so I want to go quickly through the verses and the chapters that we have, or not the chapters so much, but the, the content of this particular uh, passage of Scripture, beginning with, with the very first verse, which to me is so powerful because it speaks of a tremendous intimacy, a tremendous intimacy that is going on in this particular prayer. And this, this particular prayer is an interaction between a son and a father. An interaction between a son and a father. And it's an interaction between the son and the father. And we have, we have been allowed to be privy to that conversation. We read in verse 1, Jesus, lifting up his eyes to heaven, said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. And I took the opportunity to, to just take John chapter 14 up through chapter 16 and count the number of times that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uses the term in those chapters, Father, 33 times, 33 times the intimacy. And then in this particular chapter, chapter 17, six times, he refers to his father. 
his father. And I just find that very, very powerful and very, very significant. And that, that the, and he says, you know, Father, the hour has come. And what's the hour? Well, it's the hour of, of his doing for you and for me what we could never do ourselves. It's the hour that is going to lead to the cross. It's the hour that's going to lead to suffering and betrayal. It's the hour that's going to, to, to unleash the powers of hell upon the Son in order that you and I might be saved. And, and, and I, hope, I hope you feel the Lord talking with you about that. I hope you feel that this isn't the sermon of the day, but the conversation which, which the Lord has put before us to hear and to be privy to. And Jesus says, Father, the hour's come. And then he says, glorify, glorify your son that the son may glorify you. Even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. And I just want to focus on this by way of review. Glory and given. Glory and given. Um, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. And one of the things as you read through chapter 17 of John, you find this profound mutuality of glory. In the Godhead, there's no competition. There's no presumption. There's no, no uh, struggling for position. In fact, we're reminded from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that we see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And, and, and so this, this glory, which is mentioned eight times in this chapter in relationship to the Son and also to us, and 17 times is the word given used, uh, there's, a, there's a, a splendor. As our little slide suggests, we can look at the universe, we can look at our backyard and, and see the glory of God, but, but ultimately that glory is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. And it's a glory that's, that's not ripped away it's not, it's not coveted, it's, it's given. It's given, it's given. And the glory which, which Jesus receives from the Father, he would give to us. And, and that splendor is, is, is powerful. And then I want to go down and, and just focus on that passage where we are called upon to, to think about his love for us. And I'm going to go down to verse 26. 
And oh man, I am uh, in, in, in doing that. Uh, I know I'm clear at the end of the chapter, but we'll go back and hit some things. Uh, I think that uh, uh, this, this, this crescendo here, I've made known your name and will make it known so that the love with which you love me may be in them. Um, and, and we read earlier that Jesus says and states that his love was a love granted in eternity before the world was before the world was. And so the question might come up, so what was Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit doing before creation? Well, love was there. Love was there. And, and um, the declaration that you loved me before the foundation of the, of the world is, is mind-boggling and profound. And, and then we find that, and this is the, the particular portion that we want to take a close look at. Brothers and sisters, um, you've been prayed for. You've been prayed for. You've been prayed for. And I'm going to read beginning with verse 20. I do not ask on behalf of these disciples alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. He's been praying for the 12, and now he prays for those also who would believe because of their word. The ripple effect of the power of the Holy Spirit through generation, 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 and generation. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Because Jesus prayed for us. And what did he pray? That they may all be one. Brother Brad prayed for three other congregations. What a blessing that was. Thursday evening at our football field, 250 people gathered together to pray from all fellowships and congregations. You being here, that they all might be one, not one by virtue of being in the same building, but one by, one by virtue of belonging to the same Savior. And that is, that is so powerful. And, and he says that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Um, a book that was written many years ago called True Spirituality by Francis Schaeffer said true spirituality is not 
Do you have this gift? Can you do this thing? Uh, have, you, have you fasted this long? No, he said, true spirituality is the spirituality of oneness. Because that's the spirituality that testifies to who Jesus is and that he was sent from the Father for us. Going on in this passage, he prays not only for oneness, but he prays in verse 22, the glory which you have given me, I've given to them. That they may be one, just as we are. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Friends, his glory for you. Brothers and sisters, how much, how much does God love you? He loves you as much as he loved his son. That's what that passage says. I in them and you and me that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Quite a prayer. Quite a prayer. Quite a prayer. Well, he's not finished. Oh, wow. 24. In this intimate interaction between the Father and Son, Jesus says, Father, I've got a desire. I've got a desire. Father, let me tell you what my desire is. Father, let me share my desire with you. Verse 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they might see my glory which you have given me for you love me before the foundation of the world. Uh, Jesus wants you and me to be with him. And he let the Father know that. He let the Father know that. John 14. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself so that where I am, there you could be also. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for praying, praying that we might be with you. And then, and then we, we read, going on, verse 25, O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. 
and I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you love me may be in them. And then the last three words, and I in them. I in them. That's, that's the, the, the final part of this prayer. Father, I'm praying that I might be in them. Now we look out here, and you look up here, and we can kind of scratch our head and says, really? Oh, he prayed it. He prayed it. And the father's not going to say no to the son. Jesus Christ in you. Jesus Christ in me. Day by day, moment by moment. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it occurred to me that this prayer, that, that, that the Lord allowed to be recorded for us, it's, it's, it's an upper room prayer. And, and another prayer that's going to come after this is the Gethsemane prayer. Father, oh, Father, if this cup could pass from me, please take it. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I was just thinking about that, that, that this has been a great time of worship today. I, I hope you felt it. The testimonies, the songs, and, and, but we all know that we'll be walking from here into what we call life this week. That might have suffering, that might have boredom, that might have uh, unexpected challenges, that might have losses and griefs, that might have pain. Jesus knows about that. Jesus knows about that. And he prayed for you. And he prayed for you. And he didn't pray this prayer and then sidestep the Garden of Gethsemane. So, I in them. Um, I just hope that we can, we can grab hold of that reality and thank Thank God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit for, for that truth. And that with the Apostle John the Baptist, we can say, Jesus, you must increase, I must decrease, and do that in my life. So let's just uh, pray before we dismiss here and... and uh, Thank the Lord for his prayer on our behalf. I thank you, uh, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, for this passage that uh, that records and tells us that you prayed for us, Lord. 
that you prayed for that oneness, that we would see your glory, that we'd know your love, and that you would be in us. Well, Lord, I need all of that. Um, I thank you so much that your desire was that that I and that we would be with you and 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 and, and see and experience your glory eternally. So, Lord. Um, Take us where we are and take us where you'd have us. Meet us where we're at and take us where you'd have us be. I pray in your name. Amen. God bless you. And um, I'm going to be here in case anybody wants to just have a, have a prayer. Um, and um, it's great to go in Jesus. See ya.